Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hayes, superstar, superhuman. Holy Bundelite. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. If you've been a long-time listener, you'll remember a podcast we did a couple of months ago, back in February or so, where we had Blake Wallace on. Blake Wallace is a utility back. He sort of covers a 1,000 positions over there for the Toronto Wolf Pack. He's a Wollongong boy who went through the Dragon system, uh, played a lot of reserve grade there, was playing for the Cutters, was doing really well, couldn't quite crack a spot in first grade anywhere, and just as he was ready to sort of give up the rugby league dream, he um, he was driving trucks um, for a business down in Wollongong. He was driving up to Sydney one morning, and his boss happened to be former St. George Laurel winger, Daryl Millard and Millard had connections from his time in the Super League as well he had some connections to this new franchise that was building called the Toronto Wolfpack now this was four or five years ago when the Wolfpack were you know in the nicest way possible they were a park footy side yeah they were playing in the Canadian League and it just looked like they were going nowhere fast and he got Blake an opportunity to go over there and play sent over a highlights package and the coach sort of said yep Send him over, let's see how he goes. So Blake's been over there now for a couple of years, and he's he's been there for the entire journey. He was there from day one. You know, they, they If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that podcast because it's an incredible journey of how the Toronto Wolfpack get from essentially playing park footy in Canada to playing in the English Super League. It's an incredible story. There were so many challenges put in front of them, and he's a really humble guy, Blake, but he played a crucial role in getting them there. He, As I said, fullback, halfback, centre, wing, he can do it all, and he has starred in every position he's played for the Wolfpack. When I spoke to him at the start of the year, they, they, they just entered the English Super League. He, they'd just been joined by Sonny Bill Williams, and there was just so, so much positivity around the side, an amazing rugby league story. They weren't doing too well on the field coming into the Super League. It was a really tough transition, but just an amazing rugby league story that you have to hear to believe. Now, unfortunately, it's all come crashing down, you know, as has a lot of the world around this COVID-19 situation. And yesterday, unfortunately, the Toronto Wolfpack had to pull out of the English Super League. So talking to Blake today was very interesting. 
what his life looks like now, what his future looks like, what's happening at the Wolfpack. Are they going to be allowed back in the Super League? Are the players going to come back to the NRL? There's a lot of talk around certain players coming back to the NRL, whether it be Sonny Bill Williams or Ricky Latelli or someone. But it's really interesting to hear the perspective from someone that's in the squad and understands the actual challenges and the true reality of the situation they're facing it's pretty grim. It's hard to hear. Blake's a guy I've got a lot of respect for. He's always had a lot of time for me, so it's it's terrible to see him in this situation he's in. It's a crazy time. I hope you enjoy this chat with Blake. He's an extremely honest and upfront sort of bloke. I love him. A really good chat. Let's kick it off. Wallace looking for the man as he found it. Blake Wallace under the post. Blake, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast, mate. Um, last time I spoke to you was back in February. The Toronto Wolfpack, they just got into the Super League. Everything was looking fantastic. It was all so positive and fuck, it's been a shit storm since then, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you uh, you could say that. Old uh, COVID got a hold of us and yeah, it's it's uh, thrown everything up in the air, but yeah, it kind of is what it is at the end of the day. Mate, obviously in the last 48 hours in Australia, the news has broke that the Toronto Wolfpack's out of the Super League. Can you take me back, you know, three or four months ago when you were playing in the Super League, you guys weren't having the great season as it was, but then the COVID hit. Now, tell me what happened at that very moment. Um, yeah, so we, we played um, Huddersfield in the Challenge Cup, and it was I think it was a Wednesday night. And then it kind of like the, the Thursday, Friday, it all kind of unfolded, this COVID, and they started cancelling it and that, and um, they kind of just went from there, and it just it just blew up. And um, from that, we kind of just went into a bit of a lockdown, and everything was put on hold, basically. Essentially, mate, you guys, you know, I, I spoke about we spoke about it in our first podcast with you that the Toronto Wolfpack they come to England for a set amount of weeks and play away games there, then they go back to play home games. You were in the middle of your yeah. away games in England, so you were sort of stranded there. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, we kind of just, kind of just like stuck. To be honest, it um, yeah, like and because you know early on there wasn't much knowledge to what was happening and what was going to happen. So, um, a lot of it was a bit of a waiting game, and you know we kind of we knew like it's it was going to be bad, but we we thought probably you know three to four weeks, and then you know we might be back in, but um, it didn't pan out that way, and um, you know we were. Obviously, we were stuck there, so it made, uh, made things a little bit difficult. During that time in Australia, you know, it was a scary time, and we, like, our our death rates here, they were nothing like what they were in England. It must have been pretty scary over there. It was it was weird, mate. Like, I'm, I don't really, I don't know, I don't, I don't like to watch too much of the news and the media and stuff because I feel like a lot of it, like, they just, they, they pick and choose what they want you to hear and stuff like that. So it was more my missus that was, you know, tracking it and, um, you know, I got to a point where she, you know, she was pretty concerned and she, she was back in Toronto and like I was in the UK. So, um, you know, her worrying about me as well, like it, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. And it kind of made me realize that, okay, this, this isn't as straightforward as what we think it is. And, um, that's when, you know, everything sort of shut down and you had to sort of take your precautions and, and start doing everything you could to make sure that you, uh, you weren't going to get, you weren't going to catch it basically. And, you know, one of our boys, we're pretty sure he had it, one of our, like, teammates. And um, I remember, like, I'd message him and ring him and that. And I swear he was sick for, like, six weeks, eh, like, struggling. And um, that, that to me, like, a fit lad, 
you know, taken him that long to sort of get over something. It just it kind of made you realise that anyone can get it and it can it can knock you about. You know what I mean? Blake, I'm I'm imagining obviously you know all the other Super League sides are able to go home to their to, to their own beds to their own houses with their families. Was your reality? Were you guys all in a hotel? What 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 was the go for the Wolfpack? So like um, obviously all the UK boys they've got their families and their you know their places and um, us overseas boys we we've kind of we've got our own place too. So you know I, I had I got an apartment there and. I was just I was just chilling in that you know by myself just, just sort of training in my apartment and and um and just trying to basically just keep me keep me mind busy because like it, oh yeah if I'm like I could go stir crazy quite quite easily so plenty of video games and plenty of um like little home gym sessions I guess there uh, was there obviously a heap of contact with the coaches and the rest of the players via Zoom during that time. Yeah, so the coach sort of he, he was touching base with us um, pretty regularly, and our strength and conditioning coach was too, just to sort of you know make sure we're we're all good. And because you know early on we didn't know how long it was going to be either, so you know there was a lot of like like I said, there's a lot of waiting around, seeing um, how long we how long we were going to be out of action for, and um, you know because we didn't know it was it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird sort of training, not really knowing when you're going to be back in and stuff like that, but. Um, it just kind of, kind of, it is what it is at the end of the day, and we got on with it. Now, mate, eventually, you know, you had to make a tough decision. It was either stay in England or return uh, back to Toronto with your girlfriend. Can you explain to me that situation? Yeah, so um, at first they were only letting like Canadians or um, permanent residents back into Canada. Um, they closed the border for everyone else, including like myself, who had a valid work like work permit um so i was like oh fuck, like i'm gonna have to stay here like and it was hard because my missus she was she stopped working because of it um so she there's a lot of time for her to be sitting at home and she was um she was struggling a bit so it got to the point where i just said right we, all i can do is monitor it i can like i can monitor when the borders open and then i've then i've got to take into account like the risk of flying as well and then it got to the point where the borders opened up and they said, if you've got a valid work permit, you can come into the country. So um, I rang the coach and he was, he understood completely. He said, go do what you've got to do. Like, you know, no worries at all. Just, um, just keep in contact and stuff like that. And um, I flew over and thankfully they let me into the country. Who would have thought that uh, rugby league would be an essential service in, uh, in Canada, but, they um they were pretty cruisy at the border. They let me straight in, and um I had to quarantine for two weeks. But after that, um I got to got to stay with the missus and uh, spend some time with her, which was which was really nice. Can I ask you, Blake? You, you mentioned earlier about uh, you were pretty sure a teammate of yours had it. Did that hit the media and everything? Because over here in Australia, we've got you know we had Aiden Tolman a few weeks ago. His um one of his kids, their teacher, had it, and it was front page for three days. What was the sort of media backlash over there? Um, yeah, well, because it was he got it like sort of early on, so we, like again, I don't think he, I don't, I'm not sure he was tested, but he was, he was crook, crook for quite a while, and um, you know there was definitely some concerns there, and all the symptoms that he had and stuff, it all pointed to to COVID. So um, you know, I think it was it was mentioned in the media and stuff like that, but uh, at the same time, it was pretty early on with everything that was happening, so there wasn't. Uh, 
too much of a focus around it. So you returned back to Toronto with your girlfriend. Now, at that point, you weren't sure if the Super League was going to go ahead that year. If it was to go ahead, which it has now, would you have been allowed to head back over there or not? To be honest, it would have been a it would have been a, a gamble, basically. So the visa situation, I'll, I'll just address it now to give everyone sort of an understanding. Um, we we don't have we've got because we're a Canadian uh, footy team. We've got Canadian work permits, so we're sweet to work in Canada, stuff like that. The UK is a bit different. Um, you know, most teams can sponsor players for a, a sports visa and stuff like that. Because we're a Canadian company, um, we can't do that. So basically, you get put on like a holiday visa. So basically, you spend six months of the year, of a calendar year in the country. You can't overstay that. So with that being said, COVID hit and we, you know, we come into the country at the start of the year. You start being there, you know, five, six months. You're not really like you, you're starting to overstay your welcome and you've got to like you've got to get out so for me i'd been there probably four months i come to canada me going back to the uk like i would have i would have done it but it's basically onto it's up to the border really because they would have they would have seen on my passport when i was last in and they go okay how long you're here for and if i say you know two three months because i'm playing footy like because of what was going on it's up to them to decide whether um, I'm allowed into the country or not. Um, so if someone doesn't understand what the Toronto Wolfpack is and they don't understand what we're kind of doing, they they kind of they flag it up a little bit and you know they can question you a little bit more and, and stuff like that. And it's a bit of a gamble on whether you're going to get let in the country. So yeah, it's, it, it can be a bit messy at times, but that's that's kind of just how it is. Like there's not much we can do about that. Mate, after such an extraordinary journey for the Wolfpack to get to where they are in the Super League, could like you couldn't have written a script that was as crazy as this, could you? <laughs> no, nah, I think twenty twenty in general is just crazy. But yeah, it it's um, it's definitely not how I planned my uh, first year in Super League to go. That's for sure. Tell me, mate. Um, like, obviously, the news has broken in Australia over the last forty-eight hours that the Toronto Wolfpack were pulling out of the Super League. When did that news first filter to you? And a few weeks ago, did you have any idea that this was coming? What was the players' view? Um, yeah, so like, like personally, I knew. Like, obviously, in the visa situation. Um, you know, with us, that that's best sort of. We knew that was sort of kind of that was going to play a factor, and um, you know, there was. There was rumours of, of um, you know, looking like we, we might be able to, you know, they might, we, there might be a exemption or stuff like that in terms of um, allowing us to play and, and, and whatnot, but it didn't work out. And basically the overseas boys, we had no choice but like to make our way back to Australia and, and whatnot. Um, so with that being said, you lose seven players. We've got a pretty small squad as it is, so... Um, you know, you, you start to you start to think, okay, well, I got a squad of twenty three players. I lose seven. Like, how am I going? Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh one dot com. I get you know another another 10 blokes basically because 
you're going to need extra bodies with the amount of games that you know we would have been playing and stuff like that and you know not having a, a full preseason basically to, to get back into it you would have you would have seen some injuries so um you know i kind of had a feeling once we knew the visa situation wasn't going to work out i kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen and I, I wasn't confident that it was going to be us playing Mate, obviously uh, in the NRL at the moment, you know, there's a lot of whispers, a lot of rumours going around about a lot of players that would be heading to the NRL for the rest of the season. Obviously headlined by your teammates, Sonny Bill Williams. There's uh, been a lot of talk. Obviously he gets plenty of clicks, the potential of him coming to the NRL. What's the situation for you for the rest of the year? Have you got options to go to the Super League? Like, could you look into a contract in the NRL for the end of the year? What's your situation? Um, yeah, it's... It's kind of up in the air, to be honest. Um, so I can't, like, because of the visa situation again, and I can't go on loan to another team in the UK because I don't have one. So, um, you know, I can't do that. But I'm not too sure if there's any NRL clubs chasing me. But, you know, I'd, I'd be keen wherever that, that was if that was if that was a possibility, um, you know. But, like, at this stage, like, there's nothing's been said. So, um you know, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of just taking it a, a day at a time. I'm, I'm still training. I'm still staying ready. You know, just in case, you know, someone was to reach out. But you know, at the moment, I'm just, just trying to take a day as a, a day each day as it comes and kind of just go go from there. Mate, as I said before, one of the big headlines over the last few days has been Sonny Bill Williams coming to the NRL. Um, you know, obviously you've got a host of you know established first grade players over there. A lot of them have played in the NRL previously, but now. They don't have a club, you know. Their club's not playing in the Super League, and the potential of them coming down the to the NRL is a real thing now. Um, you know, there's a few guys in that side that could make it down here. Obviously, Sonny Bill's been mentioned. Joshy McCrone's there, an experienced seven. He could be handy somewhere. The guy that I'm probably most interested in, I know we've spoken about him before, and I know you rate him as highly as I do, Ricky Latelli, uh, former Cronulla Sharks uh, centre that won the comp in 2016. Just a fantastic centre, you know, extremely. Extremely talented defensive centre in particular, which is only becoming more and more important in the NRL nowadays with the new rules we've seen. How do you see all those guys shaping up, and is there any idea of where those guys could land? Um, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But like honestly, if if I was an NRL coach or you know a recruitment manager, I'd be definitely trying to to chase him because you know he can play. He's a he's a gun, and um, you know he's still young and. Still got plenty of footy left in him, and you know, like you said, he's he's got that NRL experience. He's he's won a grand final with the Sharks. I'm sure there's teams that are probably looking for a centre. So, you know, I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how it's sort of how it's going to work, and you know, what teams need what back there at the moment. But yeah, you definitely you definitely throw your uh, you definitely throw his name into the ring for sure. Obviously, mate, a lot of questions from my followers, a lot of them centred around um, Sonny Bill Williams. When I spoke to you earlier in the year, you know, you said that he'd already had such a great influence on the team and he was such a great guy. As you've got to know him, and especially during this crisis period, what's a guy with his experience uh, meant to you in your squad? Yeah, it's it's, it's positive, mate. Nothing but positive. Um, he, you know, he's always sort of making sure the boys are okay and, um, you know, got their best interests um, at heart, so... You know, he's obviously, you know, his resume speaks for itself, and um, you know, obviously, with everything going on, it, it went, we're not, we weren't real sure what was going to happen and stuff like that. But every time we sort of got together and had a chat, he was, you know, always on there and um, always, you know, making sure the boys were okay and stuff like that. So it was good.
Obviously a highlight of your career, I assume, to get to play with Sonny Bill. Is there anything you've learnt from him over the last few months? Yeah, probably just like his professionalism, eh? Like, this is a guy that comes in, you know, two, three hours before we start training and he's doing uh, prehab and just sort of doing everything he needed to, to get his body right. And, um, you know, I definitely rubbed off on, you know, the boys and just to see the, you know, just a little, even like the little things he does. So, um, and that's something that I've definitely taken note of and, um, you know, picked his brain at times as well just to, to talk a bit of footy and, you know, training and stuff like that. So he, um, he was definitely good to have around and I definitely enjoyed being around him for sure. Mate, he just seems to be one of those blokes. He just seems to walk into a building and the building just improves straight away. You know, they speak about it at the Roosters, how he changed their diet, attitude, everything. Like, it must be an amazing experience for you. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, like, I was sitting across from him in the change rooms. I'm just going, like, are you serious? Like, I'm sitting across from, like, this man and just, like, it was it was pretty cool, you know, like, especially for me growing up. Like, never thought that had happened. Never thought I'd be playing footy alongside, you know, one of the greats. But, um, yeah, I'm very grateful I've, I've had this opportunity to spend some time with him and play some footy alongside him. Mate, obviously, now that you guys have pulled out of the Super uh, the Super League comp this year, um, what does that mean for you guys next year? Like, I imagine you're probably not the Super League's favourite team at the moment. So what does that mean going forward? And on a personal note, what does it mean for your contract? Um, yeah, so I'm not, like, I'm not too sure what's sort of next. Um, I presume that's up to the the Super League to decide and, and whatnot. Um, you know, whether... We stay in Super League, whether we get, you know, kicked to, you know, in the lower division, I, I don't know. I honestly, I couldn't tell you. And um, if I know, like for me personally, my contract is on the basis that I'm in Super League. So um, if if I don't, if we if we get kicked from Super League, basically my con that means you know, my contract for next year is up. So I'd have to. Uh, start weighing up some options and sort of seeing what's available for me and, and what's best for me you know, at the end of the day because um, I've got to do what's best for me and my, my missus and my family. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of all up in the air at the moment though. So uh, once I get some more clarity on what's happening, then I'll be able to make those decisions. Can I ask you, Blake, if you were to put your hand up for a um, NRL team back in Australia, like I've noticed this year you've played halfback, 5'8", centre, fullback, like you've just played everywhere. I've always seen you as a half or a fullback. If you were to put yourself up to an NRL side, what position would you put there? Well, I would always put half. You know, I've, I've said this since I was a kid. Like I'm my best position's um, in the halves, uh, preferably on the left with my left foot kicking game and my left foot step, but like just I, at times I can be used as a as a utility but um and and I'll do that like I've I've done it before and I'll do it you know to to benefit the team but um at the end of the day I, I believe I'm an out and out half and um yeah that's that's kind of all shit all it is really Mate, as, as chaotic as it is right now, to some extent, you must feel blessed the rugby league story you've had. It's so unique, and it's just it's been a one-in-a-million opportunity that you happen to be the age you were. You happen to be working for Daryl Millard to get that opportunity to go play for Toronto. You've had some unbelievable experiences. 100%. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, um, you know, I'm so grateful that you know, the Wolfpack took a, took a chance on me, and um, you know, without, without them, like, I wouldn't have... 
I wouldn't have met my fiance, or, you know, and I wouldn't have done what I've done. And um, it's not been the most straightforward journey, that's for sure. But it's something I would never change. And you know, I'm I'm grateful for you know everything that um, has happened. And you know, COVID has again, like it is what it is. I'm I'm grateful, for, you know, for for what's happened. And you know, I'm just looking forward to what's next and and what's out there for me. Mate, you've mentioned uh, your fiance a few times. Did you have a big day planned for sometime this year that's been pushed back, or what's the go? Yeah, we um, we had to we had to push it back. So we're meant to get married in um, Hawaii in November, but um, with everything going on, we had to push it back a year. So she must um, be stoked. Oh yeah, yeah. You could you could only imagine. But again, like it, if I'm to come back to Australia and and stuff. Um, I can't really get her in the country at the moment because they're not taking any imports. So, like again, that's that's another logistic I've got to figure out. But um, you know, it, it, it's just the cards we're dealt at the moment, and I'll, I'll figure it out. I always seem to do it. So, um, you know, this will be no different. Oh, mate, it's just I I can't believe from talking to you four months ago to where we are now. It's it's like it's a different world, especially on your end. It's just I. Oh. I was so hopeful when I spoke to you at the start of the year, so excited for you playing in the Super League and the journey to get there was incredible and for this to happen, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is, but, you know, it, it's life, isn't it? Like, stuff like this happens and, um, you know, that I could be I could be a lot worse off than others and, you know, I know a lot of people out there have been hit pretty hard with it, losing their jobs and stuff like that. I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm healthy, you know, my family's healthy and, you know, I'm still able to, to um to train and do stuff like that so it um it could definitely be worse and you know I'm definitely not complaining I'm um I'm in a pretty lucky position regardless of what's what's happening at the moment another main question for my followers was just asking you uh how has the landscape of rugby league changed in Canada over the last two or three years yeah it's 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 grown massively like from the first home game we had to now like like to that grand final we had there last year to get promoted like it's the under, like not only like the fan like and the support base, not only is that grown, but the, I think their understanding for the game as well. Um, you know they're starting to understand the game, and um, you know that's that's pretty refreshing because you know you speak to some fans that have watched hockey their whole life, but now you know they're talking to you about footy and um, they understand it and stuff like that, which I, I think is really cool to see. And there's a lot of young kids that come to our games and. Um, you know, they're running around with footies in their hand and, and stuff like that. And it kind of just, you know, it took me back to when I was that age and, you know, going to watch the Dragons and the Steelers, you know, earlier than that when at Wynn Stadium and stuff. So um, I think obviously this year hasn't helped. I would have loved to have played some home games in Super League there. And I think it would have only gotten bigger, but um, not too sure what the future holds for, for rugby league in, in, in Toronto. But, uh, you know, I'd like to think that it it's still going to be a thing, and um, you know I'm I'm sure the the fans deserve to uh, to see to see some more footy for sure. That, that's what I believe anyway. Well, mate, you've certainly played your role in that franchise. You're their longest serving player, from what I've gathered. You've been around there for a long time, from the very beginning, gone all the way through, and it's it's terribly unfortunate that you're also stuck in this situation, especially being in Toronto now with the rest of the boys in England but mate I thank you so much for giving up your time to come on and give us a little insight into 
just the chaotic situation that the Wolfpack finds themselves in. I hope that they're back in the Super League next year and we get to see you running around in the number seven jersey for the Wolfpack. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, brother. We'll catch up to you soon. All right, mate. Cheers. Still thinking, like, well, is it going to happen? Like, and, um, but yeah. <laughs> She's all unraveled over the last 48 hours anyway. Yeah, fuck. Sorry, mate. I've just spent um, 20 minutes talking to you there. I'll um, I'll bring you in. I've got got nothing else to do, man. I was watching Jersey Shore with my missus. I've done you a favour, eh? Yeah, Yeah, sure. We might schedule in a weekly call then. Uh, Yeah, why not? I've got all uh, the time in the world now. little outtake there from uh, from the interview there, me and Blake talking before we kicked off. We spoke for about 25 minutes about his situation, his life, you know, his future at the Toronto Wolfpack or in footy in general. He's just a champion bloke. And I, I honestly, I think any NRL team that's got a spare spot on their roster, you could do so much worse than to have a guy like Blake Wallace on your team. He's 28 years old. He's had to earn everything the hard way. Nothing's come easy for him. He's a real battler and he'll fight for every metre every bone. He's one of those real dogs. He will fight for it. He's one of those guys. He can play any position in the back line. I'd love to see an NRL team give him a chance over the next few months. You know, that you just, you can't put a price on versatility and he has just got so much of it. He could fill in in a number of positions in any NRL team and do a job for them. I have no doubt about it. I hope you enjoyed this one. It's a crazy situation. I hate to see a bloke like him in the situation he is. It's terribly unfortunate. As Blake kept pointing out, life could be worse and there's a lot of people worse off than him, obviously. But it's just, I hate seeing him in this position. I wish he was playing in in the Super League and carving it up like he was at the start of the year. Thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Remember to like on our Instagram page. Come and send me a DM. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Keep kicking the corners and always play smart footy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.